Welcome to episode 37 of How to Be a Steminist. Today, I'm going to be talking about what happens when you lack confidence at work. This is a topic that's really close to my heart because I did lack confidence at work for a very long time, and I've had a lot of time to think about how that affected my performance at work, my relationships with colleagues, and also my relationship with myself at work. So if you've ever put off working on building your self-confidence, listen in today because you might realize why maybe you shouldn't put it off for any longer. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career, without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Welcome, welcome. I love it when I get messages from you telling me where it is that you're listening from. So if you'd like to tell me that you're listening while walking the dog or having your morning cuppa, take a screenshot of your phone listening to this podcast right now and share it on Instagram stories. You can tag me and let me know on um, my handle, which is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. Now, before I get started, a quick reminder that, well, when this podcast is released t- tomorrow, I will be hosting my first web class for 2021, which is called Self Confidence Simplified. And you're probably listening to this because you want to learn a bit more about how to build up your confidence. So if this is you, if you've tried some other methods in the past, or you just have no idea where to start when it comes to building your confidence, this is the web class for you. It's short, it's fun, it's informal, and you're going to take so much away from it, especially one fundamental theory you need to know about self-confidence before you start building your self-confidence. This is something I wish I knew a long, long time before I struggled for years trying to build my own confidence in the workplace. And it's really simple and I want you to have it. So come and join me. You can register in the link in the show notes here or www.tiffanydawson.co slash webclass. Okay, let's get straight into it. What happens when you lack confidence at work? Some of you might be listening because this is you. You know you lack confidence. You're in the workplace. There are challenges that you're going through and you know it's got to do with your lack of confidence. Some of you might be listening, wondering whether there is something you can do to boost your confidence in the workplace that will help. 
And others of you might feel like you've already got quite a lot of confidence at work and you're wondering how to help other people in your office or in your team who do lack confidence. And this is a really good place to start to learn what happens when you don't have it. Because in this way, you can learn what you need to do in order to overcome it. If you don't know why it's important, it's really hard to motivate yourself to do the inner work. So let's start here. What happens when you lack confidence at work? The first thing that happens before anything else happens on the inside. And what it is, is that you start feeling like you cannot trust yourself. This comes in the form of always second guessing yourself. So any decision that you make, any piece of work that you put out, or even as small as any email that you send out to clients or colleagues, you second guess everything, all the contents of that email, you reread it over and over and over again, and you waste a lot of time. You waste a lot of time, you waste a lot of your brain energy, and also physical energy when you're always feeling like you can't quite trust yourself to do the right thing. Another way it shows up is that you always tell yourself off for doing the wrong thing. So aside from second guessing yourself, you might feel like you're always doing the wrong thing. You're always doing something incorrect. And you've got this internal dialogue telling you that, you know, Tiff, you've done it wrong again. I can't believe this. The more you allow this internal dialogue to say rude and mean things to yourself, the louder this inner voice gets. And this is what I call the inner critic. I've done a couple of podcast episodes on this before. So you're welcome to go back after listening to this episode to episode number 14, which is how to identify your inner critic. But anyway, aside from all of that, it all stems from you not being able to trust yourself. This has external implications, which I'm going to talk about next, but at the root of it, it's just an awful thing to have to experience. Not being able to trust the only person you have full control over, which is yourself. So this goes on to my second point of what happens when you lack confidence at work. The second thing is that it's hard for others to trust in your abilities if you don't appear to trust them yourself. So just as I was saying before, when you can't trust yourself, there are external implications. And the main one is that other people can sense your vibe. They sense that you're not sure of what you're doing and therefore it's not safe for them to rely on you. I coach lots of women who come to me saying that they feel like because they're a woman in the workplace, they need to work so much harder to prove themselves to their colleagues. And I totally get it. I've been there before myself. Yes, in some areas of business, that is the case. We're part of the minority in the workplace, us women, and especially for 
women who might be of a racial minority as well, they do have to prove themselves harder. They have to spend extra effort proving themselves to their colleagues. But the thing that these women do wrong is that they are trying to get this approval by making other people, you know, by appeasing other people, by trying to prove to them that they are good enough. They've got it all backwards. The thing that you have to do in order to prove yourself to others is to first be able to trust yourself. If you can't trust yourself, no one else can trust you. That is a fact. Think about it. If you go to the doctors and say, you've got some ailment, is there anything you can do to fix this? And the doctor says, you know, oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not really that confident on this topic, but what we, we could try this. I'm not sure if it would work. Um, do you want to do it? And once you hear that air of, uh, I guess, being unsure, this doctor not being able to trust the advice that they're giving to you, would you trust them? Would you trust them with your life? Would you trust them with your health? You probably would run pretty far away from this doctor's surgery and go somewhere else where the doctor is way more confident in their diagnosis and their solution. The same goes in the workplace for you. When you can't trust yourself, you cannot expect your colleagues to be able to respect you in the way that you want to be respected. You must first teach other people how to treat you by showing them how you treat yourself. The third thing that happens when you lack confidence at work is that you plan to survive, not thrive. Now, what I mean by this is that when you don't have any confidence at work, when you're always questioning your ability to do good work, when you're always trying to prove to others that you're good enough and you're worthy of being there, your mentality is that you're trying to survive, meaning you're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to not make a mistake. You're trying to defend yourself. When all you're trying to do is cover up or hide your weaknesses, you lose the ability to grow. So when you are defending yourself, when you're protecting, when you're in survival mode, there's no way you're going to feel comfortable enough to take a step forwards, to learn something new, to try something that no one else has done before. You won't take steps to try and to grow, to improve and experiment with new things. And as women in STEM, that is most of our jobs. We have to experiment. We need to learn how to, I guess, innovate new ideas. That's a lot of our job. And when you don't have confidence, you don't have the bandwidth to do that because you spend so much of your energy trying to defend yourself. On the flip side, when you are confident, when you have this inner, I guess, quiet confidence that all you want to do is do the right thing to the best of your ability, then you plan to thrive. And what that looks like is 
exactly what I said before. You're trying to grow. You're trying to think about your manager's uh, vision for the project and try to make that come true. Or you're trying to improve on whatever it is that you're working on. So the focus is very different. When you plan to survive, your focus is on yourself. When you plan to thrive, your focus is on your work. Your focus is on whoever you're serving at your work or the community that you're making, you know, their their lives easier by building this new amenity in their town or whatever it is that you do in your STEM job. So I guess the funny thing is when you lack confidence, all you want to do is do the right thing, right? But in turn, you actually start being really inwardly focused. And I don't want to use the word selfish here because I know that people who lack confidence don't mean to be selfish, but you do start looking at yourself and you focus on your own needs and protecting your own needs rather than how you can serve others. Confident people, real confident people, I mean, I'll explain myself in a second. Real confident people, all they are doing is trying to, I guess, serve for the highest good. They're trying to do their best work in order to create the best solution. Now, I mentioned real confidence there. What I mean by that is that there are some people who appear confident and these are the kind of stereotypical people we see they're loud they're overpowering it feels like they are really confident people but you know there's always one of these people in the workplace unfortunately they are really just trying to look out for themselves you'll see them throwing other other uh, colleagues under the bus so that they won't look bad These people, they're actually not confident on the inside. They are planning to survive and they lack confidence. So just be wary of what you understand confidence to look like. And this is something I will also be covering in the web class. So definitely come along to that if you can. So that was my third point. You plan to survive instead of thrive. My fourth point thing that happens when you lack confidence at work is that you focus on hiding your weaknesses instead of offering your strengths. Now we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I want to delve into this a little bit more. This is exactly what I did. I was in my own workplace. And if you listen to the last episode, episode 36, you will have heard a bit more about this. But when I lacked confidence in my engineering job, I spent all my energy hiding my weaknesses. And that meant that I was spending all of my energy doing things I was bad at. So I was trying to kind of prove to everyone that I wasn't bad at my weaknesses, meaning I would do stuff that I was bad at so that I could get better at them. That was kind of my own way of trying to prove to other people that I could get better at things that I was actually terrible at. But now I can see with clear vision that not only was I just focusing on hiding my weaknesses, 
I was actually not allowing my team members to make the most of my strengths. And these were things that if I used them, I would make the biggest impact to my team's work. So yeah, I was really bad at the calculations and knowing which valve to use on an air sourced heat pump. (laughs) You know, I, I was bad at that stuff. I was bad at the detail, but what I was really good at was the strategizing and the negotiation with clients. And when I lacked confidence, I focused a lot on trying to prove that I could get better at knowing which details to put where, you know, which calculations to use for what and all this stuff. But what I was doing is because I was bad at them, I was spending lots of extra time. So first of all, it was costing the project extra money. (laughs) And the second thing was that they were my weaknesses. Details have always been my weaknesses. And I was making more mistakes than other people who were good at it. It was yeah, just costing time and money to other people. And also I was really unhappy in my job. Once I realized that my strengths were in the big picture planning, the negotiation, dealing with clients and working out a wider strategy for the project, then that's when I really started being on my A game. This not only made me feel better at work, but it also meant that my team was able to make use of this strength of mine. They didn't have this ability in the team before. Now I could bolster that with my strengths. So have a think about what your strengths and weaknesses are. And if you're spending more than 20% of your time and energy at work on your weaknesses, then you've got to dial it back. The key here is to try and use 80% of your time and energy on your strengths and 20% or less of your time on your weaknesses. Because let's face it, there's always going to be something at work that you have to do that maybe you're not so good at. Maybe you don't like so much, but you have to do it. But when you keep it to that 80-20 ratio, you kind of feel okay about it and you are able to grow in your strengths. The fifth and final thing that happens when you lack confidence at work is that you constantly feel like others don't take you seriously. So this means that you might think that your colleagues are gossiping behind your back about how bad you are at something or you might feel like you can't ask your manager for a promotion or a pay rise because they're not going to take you seriously anyway so blah blah blah. What happens with this is that you use your own lens of yourself so how you see yourself you use that lens to estimate how other people view you. So when you feel like you can't take yourself seriously, then you will believe that other people can't take you seriously either. This sort of becomes a vicious cycle because, so firstly, you can't take yourself seriously. Then you think other people can't take yourself seriously and therefore you act in a way that makes it okay for them to deny you any opportunities to move forward. 
And so you're kind of creating your own bad luck. So lack of confidence is this massive negative loop. Firstly, you can't trust yourself. Then other people can't trust you. Then because of the way that they're acting, you feel like they can't take you seriously and then you lose self-confidence. And it's kind of this spiral downwards into the depths of imposter syndrome where I've been before and very, very familiar with this place. And if you've never been there, you don't want to go there. It's not nice. So you have to get out of this loop and do something different. You've got to start building your own confidence up and therefore it's got so many positive effects. It becomes this positive spiral up. You trust yourself, then other people can trust you, then other people will regard you as an expert in your field, then your confidence grows and more people can trust you and you go up and up and up. So you can see here that just a little bit of self-confidence will start building and it will grow and grow and grow and you will become so much more comfortable and confident in your own abilities at work. If this is something you want to experience, come and join me for the web class. If you've missed it, please email me. There might be something I can do to pass on the information. My email address is tiffany at tiffanydawson.co and that's in the show notes as well. So come and speak to me if you want to build your confidence because there is a way. I've done it myself before. I've gotten myself out of this spiral loop and I've helped other women in STEM do it too. You can have this. This is not some weird and wonderful thing that is this secret formula that no one, you know, hardly anyone can do. Everyone can do this. Confidence is a skill like anything else that you can build. You don't have to be born with it. You can build it up yourself. And I can tell you exactly how to do it step by step. Come and join me. I can't stress this enough. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode and you feel like you got value out of it, I would love your help. Could you help me by sharing this episode with three friends who are women in STEM? Because I really believe that more women in STEM need to build their confidence, but it's just that no one else has taught them how. So share this on if you found value and I'd love to hear from you. So go ahead, tag me in your Instagram stories at Tiffany Dawson underscore and tell me what your biggest takeaway was. As always, I really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe because I release episodes every Wednesday and I don't want you to miss out. I hope that you'll come back and join me next week. And until then, take care.